All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Afternoon. It's another real life podcast here, coming at you live from Little Brick in Edmonton. Brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. Mag milk. Have you had any rum, brum in the last few days? I got a fresh bottle of brum upstairs. I have not had to crack it. They sent you a second bottle of no, brum. just the just the first. I never had to crack it because oh. the Oilers did not lose after I received it. So you're telling me that's a good luck brum? Could be. What if they lose the lottery draft? I'll have a drink of brum. Why not? Yeah. I Shout out to Rick Hand. Yeah. Or you sell, I, th- I think win or lose, you celebrate with some brum. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Do we have any Nation Vodka upstairs? I don't believe so. We're we have brum. We're all out of it? Brum has so. supplanted the uh, vodka for the time being. Well, we had a lot of it. And then we, we had, had a lot of it. it. Yep. No, no vodka upstairs. Just Man, brum. if it was playoffs right now, we would be cycling through. Oh. Right to the veins. Cycling through. <laughs> Well, what do we want to talk about this week, boys? Got a lot in the go. I know that uh, I was walking around upstairs earlier and saw a lot of shipping conversations going on, which sounds boring, but is related to a good cause. Oh, shipping has been the bane of our existence for the last two weeks, but all for an amazing reason. We have been given the task of having to ship 3,900 orders of t-shirts because of the amazing support of this community we're all a part of. Mm -hmm. And... 
it's been an interesting journey. We've uh, we've seen some giant numbers thrown our way as to For what how much it would cost, cost to ship all that to ship it because we're shipping around the world. Uh, you know, Dan and Chris have put in countless hours into trying to figure out how we can take this from something that sinks the entire nation yeah. to something that is uh, now manageable uh, to do. So, because normally you would build in shipping into the price of the T-shirt, and we did charge shipping. But the thing okay. is, is, we charge shipping to like it's just it's 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 like a flat rate, and. It, 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 it's kind of like the average shipping cost for like what, sh- what it is to ship across Canada. But what's happened now is we have a ton to the States. We have a ton of people that bought multiple shirts. So we're shipping bigger packages. Mm-hmm. So stuff that we're not used to dealing with. So it's forced us to get smarter and, uh, you know, talk to some partners. And uh, Dan has done some great work talking to FedEx. And FedEx is going to come through and... Uh, Help us with a lot of the shipping to make sure it's manageable on our end. Which I think is FedEx, fantastic. FedEx owes that to us. Remember when they crashed Tom Hanks's plane in uh, Castaway? That's true. It happened. Yeah. That's bullshit. FedEx just letting people live on islands for years with volleyballs. Yeah. PR disaster. They owe. Yeah, they owe us to society. Exactly. Yeah. It's time to make good for what happened to Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Hook us up with some free shipping for Humboldt, <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> but yeah, it's been good. So tomorrow, being Tuesday, which might be today when this podcast is launched or yesterday when this podcast is launched this podcast comes out yesterday it could be yeah unbelievable yeah, we're how talking, do they do that we're talking the from a bag yeah uh we're gonna be shipping 39 i think it's 3902 orders or something like that uh packaging wall we're bringing a bunch of people to the pint we're gonna have a bunch of food maybe when's some, that going down maybe some nation vodka maybe some cocktails uh going down from well we're gonna be setting up the shop at four but having people come down between five and nine what day tomorrow tomorrow tuesday 24th is yeah. that day yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a massive undertaking. Well, it's going to be fun, actually. I think it, now that it's all kind of come to fruition, all the kind of like pain points of like getting it all to like getting the boxes ordered, getting finding out how we ship this stuff. I think it'll be like we'll get everyone to be together. I think it'll be a good energy, good vibes. I think it'll be it'll be fun. I think it's going to be a good day. Also, you mentioned the shipping supplies. I feel it important to mention we got a free wagon for. Ordering so many shipping supplies. That's so. so many boxes and envelopes we had to we order. We got a free wagon's worth of boxes? Oh, yeah. Free wagon. <laughs> We're talking wagon shipping. Yeah. Wow. A lot of boxes. It's good swag. Oh, yeah. Well, good job, boys. I mean, that's a hell of a thing to have to do. And when people, you know, do fundraisers like this and, and so many people behind the scenes, you know, come forward and, and step up, it's amazing to see. Right? And you're doing it for the right reasons. Super pumped. Uh, this has just been a solid... Uh, team effort and uh, yeah no like it's like i said tons of money was raised so good and like so pumped to like have this shipping event tomorrow and get it out but yeah it's it's a lot of work mm-hmm. and uh, uh another shout right out reasons. to uh J- to uh chris and dan for putting the work in behind the scenes on making the shipping happen it's a lot of phone calls a lot of emails a lot of back and forth mm-hmm. chris chris has printed thousands of sheets of paper trying to organize things it looks like have you ever seen a beautiful mind there is that board upstairs yeah. of mm. potential shipping options. So those boys put in a lot of work. And yeah. was, shout out to them. It was actually right before we started recording this, Dan and Chris pulled me upstairs to show me the beautiful mine wall. It's like, 
here's option A, and here's option B, and here's all the variables, and here's the weather in Memphis, and <laughs> here's all the things we need to factor in to drill down to, how many stamps we need to buy, and who's taking what, and where it needs to go, and, and it's, uh, it, it's amazing. Just to, it, I don't know, I kind of sat back and kind of chuckle internally just because like, it's like so much work, and just like it's all there, and it's like so perfectly laid out. I'm like, and we're just talking about shipping, like it's the, you know, the, like it's our career, and it was, uh, it was funny to see, so... Good job, boys. It's weird. You know, one of the things that kind of blows my mind from time to time with the nation is you get these milestones where you see that it's growing, right? And I remember when we first did Nation Gear in '09. Is that when we were doing it? Oh, yeah. yeah. And you and I went out. And we got designs done. And we ordered all these T-shirts in advance. And like, you need eight extra, extra smalls. We have no idea why we thought that. And then orders would come in, and we would just walk it down the street to the mailbox. Yeah. And if like three orders came in, we're like, whoo. This is something something fierce for work. And then you fast forward. Remember when we did the Black Friday sale? And then who was it that started crying? Was it Kayla? Because it was like six weeks worth of orders she had to pump out in like three days or something. And it took everybody going down to the basement. Like the whole company had to go do shipping. Yeah, we uh, we spent a lot of time in the basement for the Black Friday sale. Mm. It was a team effort. It's Kyla, sorry. Not Kyla, Kyla, yeah. Kayla, Kyla, yeah, yeah. Kayla, Kyla crying, yeah. And that's like funny, right? Like you overwhelm your shipping person because like you think you've done such a good job <laughs> driving in all these sales, but then the actual logistics of getting that work done is becoming more crazy. When it was three orders I had to put in brown envelopes, like, whew, I'm tired. Like yeah. I was cleaning out the basement a little brick. And the amount of shit I found from shipping, just shipping, 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 shipping. It's a lot of work. Even from when I started doing it, when I first started working here four and a half years ago, it was like you said, I would maybe do ten orders a week. I'd be pumped, but I'd be walking down to the post office with 10 envelopes, not watching the boys work out how to send out 3,200 orders. Not when we're, not, we're not Nike. Not putting a pallet of boxes in front of Little Brick because the guy dropped it <laughs> off and drove away. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get a free wagon for our troubles. Oh, the amount of thought. And now like the, the, the ongoing conversation now is like, all right. 3,900 orders. Like, what's the system? What kind of factory system are we going to set well, up? You know how you pines? ship 3,900 orders. You see how fast you can ship 100 orders in an hour, and then you try to beat that record 39 times. And we get everybody piss jugs like Amazon. That's Amazon right. has piss jugs? Well, there's that report that came out that some of their warehouse workers are peeing in jugs because of their very high standard of excellence that they demand from their well, shipping. we're going to be a little bit more civilized. We're going to be handing out some diapers, adult diapers, yeah. at the pint when you come in tomorrow. Well, Jay, you so. did work in a warehouse when we were little. Yeah. Yeah, you pissed in a jug then too, right? Well, who didn't piss in a jug? Yeah, don't get me started about I jugs. did it more because it was just liberating <laughs> to piss in a jug, not in the fact that I was working so hard that I needed to piss in a jug. Hey, if Jeff Bezos tells you to piss in a jug, you piss in a jug. Have you seen him lately? Oh, he's, he's shredding. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> right on. Well, good work, boys. Good work, Dan. Good work, Chris. He'll never hear this because this podcast isn't actually recording. But uh, so, yeah. If this is done, if sorry to bring, I'm going to bring a piss jug in time in case we don't have enough diapers uh, for tomorrow. Please bring your own piss jugs just in case because it is we are going to be demanding a high level of efficiency. So I swear, I hope this podcast comes out before the shipping event tomorrow, so we can everyone can be prepared. It's BYOPJ tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Right on. Well, what else is going on? I'll tell you one thing I did last night. So there is a roast going on of Jason Strudwick on Thursday. And last week, we went go-karting with Jason Greger because that's what we do. And he says to me, yeah, yeah, I'm doing the old uh, uh, Strudwick roast there next Thursday. Or, yeah, yeah, and I'm going to, uh, well, I got a lot of really good jokes. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't know. He didn't listen to this, so we're, we can make fun of him. Oh, like, I thought that was actually him. Oh, yeah, no, no. Oh, I shit. brought Great him impression. And, <laughs> Uncanny. Uh, yeah. Buddy. And so his good jokes, when I listened to them, they were, hmm, hmm, hmm. So I went there last night, and I think I rolled in at like 
8.30 and left at 1. It was uh, very interesting what he had originally thought was going to be some of his jokes. So they're doing it to raise money for kids sport, which is a charity here in town that helps kids play sports that can't afford it, which is a wonderful cause. Gregor beat uh, <laughs> Strudwick in a bike race. We got a lot of content out of that. Poor old Strud's like half the NHL signed him to a one-year contract and he couldn't make the mustard or cut the mustard. And now he's losing in athletic competitions to non-athletes in retirement. Like that is, he's fallen a long way. Well, if you ask Strud's, allegedly there is a uh, chain break that uh, no one can prove that uh, it happened or not uh, that resulted in Gregor win the bike race. He claims his bike chain broke. Yes, that's the claim. I claim that Gregor's very aerodynamic. Oh, yeah. Yes. Good luck beating him. I told Gregor yesterday. He's like, he's like a swimmer with the swim cap on, but doesn't require the cap. That's right. He's like a dolphin. Uh, he had like a, on a, a page on his document labeled hair jokes. And I was just like, <laughs> you know what, man? If you could go pillar to post in this roast and not make fun of Stradwick's hair, like people are listening to you make fun of Stradwick's hair for four hours a day on the radio right now. Like, let's just avoid the lowest hanging fruit in the tree. Oh, why, buddy? People love uh, hair jokes. Here's a good one for you. Less hair you have in the head, more head you get. I'm like, nope, no one ever said that except for you, you bald bastard. That is not uh, that is not a thing. So we got her all touched up. You mean, if you want to uh, take a page of a conspiracy theory, everything is wrestling. I think Strudwick threw the race so that he could have a rose, so they could raise five or ten grand for local charities. And, uh, and, and hey, that's the type of guy Struds is. Or maybe he's he's got, like, the thing about a roast is that everyone roasts you, and then you, as the roastee, get to roast everyone that roasted you. The roastee you. becomes the roast store. So what's the interesting dynamic of this, and we're giving this a lot of plugs, but, you know, it's for a good cause, and Struds is just a, a tier one beauty, um, and a tier two beauty for us, uh, is his wife is one of the roasts, yeah. Shona. Shona. And if anyone has ever met Shona, she is a firecracker, and I cannot wait to see what she has to say about everyone. I feel like most spouses, if they were on stage for their spouse's roast, so you're already talking about like a very small subset of spouse size around the world. That's plural spouses. Mm. They wouldn't go deep and bring up some painful shit to throw at you, but I feel like Shona oh. will. I feel like the story Strudge went, told her no one boundaries. time at four in the morning when they were both pissed drunk and he opened his little heart up to her. That's coming out. Oh, yeah. There's no mercy. She's been taking notes. She's ready. There's no mercy in the Strudge household. She's been gathering intelligence for this roast since before they met, probably. Another- How many of Gregor's jokes did you have to cut, would you say? 70%. <laughs> at, least, hey, at least he had 30% of her jokes were decent, yeah, better than and, zero. And, and you know what? When you actually spend that amount of time writing jokes and crafting jokes, it's more just like in the delivery, right? So it wasn't like the way to get rid of them all. There was a few bunk ones, but there's some... I think he's going to do a really good job. Like, oh, yeah. Obviously biased, but I think it's going to be pretty funny. He's got some good burns out there. Like, Gregor can talk. Like, this is right as bread and butter. Just give him the fuel. Because it's also like he lives... Like, he basically... They're tied at the hip, those two. Yeah. So for him to like try to think about jokes and roast him and whatnot. Well, and Gregor's, the funny thing is, is he's not mean-spirited. And you can no. tell talking to him, he's like not used to making fun of people, where I have my PhD player hating degree, and I will roast anybody and don't care, right? I so want to we'll- shout out another roasty, actually. K4 Financial, boy, Kent Tilly is one of the roasters. Yeah. yeah. I roast. I got a whole bunch of mean jokes for him. Oh, good, good. <laughs> he's well, going to get his. We know a lot of dirt on him. That's so right, a friend hope- of the show. Yeah, the perfect. Show. Yeah, let's yeah. throw him under the bus now. Oh, my God. Edit that out. We all stopped. You guys, when I'm asking the time, keep talking. <laughs> she whiz. I'll leave this in. It's part of the organic funniness of the Real Life Podcast. That's right. For I was talking you... to a buddy the other day about this, and he's like, it's so funny how you guys do that thing where you make all those mistakes on purpose to make the show funny. Yes. Like, <laughs> that is just us fucking up. It uh, it's about being raw and real. Fuck it. <laughs> See, I swore. Who cares? Raw and real. That's my second mixtape. <laughs> 
All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back after this Real Life Podcast. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jappa Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jappa Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jappa Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jappamachinery.com. Jappa Machinery Group. Join the family. We're back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by our friends at Jappa. Marin, I got your wedding invitation in the mail the other day. It's very well done. It's done up like a little passport. She's got a destination wedding. Good friend Marin over at Jappa. Good luck. Final home stretch before you're married. A lot of logistics. I got myself a Jappa hoodie last week. A Jappa hoodie? And a golf tee. And what? Shout out to Jappa. Me and Sean. Yes. We're at the pint at the anniversary party. Of course. Shit-faced. Right. And he says to me, hey, man, if we give you a hoodie, will you shout us out on your social? I was like, you're damn right I will, because I'm a whore, and I'll shout out anyone. Yeah, for anything. Last week, beautiful hoodie. Under Armour, too. They they spared no expense on their Jappa hoodies. Very what soft, earth? athletic the, gear. I the, could wear it running. I could they wear deal it fishing. With, they deal with quality product, XMG machinery, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Under Armour hoodies. The problem for me would be if I was wearing a hoodie with Jappa on it, I'd be scared somebody would ask me a question, assuming I'm from the world of machinery. I'd be like, oh, Jappa, hey, you know about the old uh, X-15 there? They got their the, uh, pipe layer loader <laughs> in there. And I'd be like, ah, and I'd lie down under a couch until they left me alone. Funny you say that because Mandy's, who is retrieving my hoodie, as he does. Jappa wants to bring us all down there and let us drive around in the equipment for a little while later yeah. this month. Demolition derby and heavy-duty equipment. I'm excited. I have no business driving any of these things, but I can't wait to do it. This is such good organic content for Jappa. One time in university, me and Sean got really drunk because there was a kid <laughs> in my class that was an Australian exchange student that looked just like him. And like when he came into class on day one, I was like, What's Sean doing in my university class? This is so bizarre. And then I walked up to him and talked to him and realized, A, he had an Australian accent, and B, he was just his doppelganger. So I made this guy come to a hockey game with me and Sean, and they turned out to be either clones or something of one another and got along perfectly. And then, like, the third period, you know, 18 beers deep in the old barn, he's like, you know, I've always wanted to drive a Zamboni. And then we took taxis <laughs> out to Jappa, which cost more than going to the game. And in university, that's some expensive stuff. And we actually got to drive a Zamboni they had in the shop at Jappa around in a circle. And man, oh man. So if you get to go out there and drive around, it if is I good get to fun. drive a Zamboni, I'm good. that's going to be a big bucket, li- bucket list item checked off. I think driving any of that stuff, though, driving like a Hell yeah. machine of any variety mm, is pretty. Some kind of huge machine that I have no rightly business <laughs> exactly. being behind the wheel. That's exactly. the best. That's what I'm all about. Jappa, thank you for the opportunity for letting me do something irresponsible with your equipment. And <laughs> if we're breaking any transport or federal laws in result of saying that we're going to get to go to Jappa and drive around equipment, this is all a joke. Yeah, different. <laughs> I've got Jappa. a class five license. That yeah. means I can operate things on four wheels, right? I've got Anything? a Whatever class you need me to have is the one I have. It is just sad what we are reduced to without playoffs. What we're yeah. looking forward to, not the driving yeah. around equipment isn't super fun. Hey, we all had like Tonka trucks as a kid. Like this is like just being a kid re- like in- later in life. Like it's no, no, I suppose, but just, you know, if the Oilers were about to go into round three, we wouldn't be sitting here like, oh, you know, it's going to be grades driving around a Packard. No, because we were talking about driving a Packard down to Anaheim yeah, through the through freaking the- Honda exactly. Center and telling Ryan Getzlaff he's a dirt, <laughs> he's a loser. That's what we'd be doing. Same 
Same company, same same equipment, just equipment. different type Longer of content. Road. I'm taking a Packer down to <laughs> Anaheim. When are you gonna get there? Sometime in 2025. <laughs> I left. I left in February. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing that with the playoffs being gone that I'm super jacked about is the Royal birth this morning. Yes, Hello. baby number three. Baby number three. Kate, good for you. Most royals stop at two because that's where their contract expires, and there's like an option on a third baby. You f- saw it all the way through. She really did it for love. She did it for love. I think she did it for love. Not you think Kate station. loves William? I think they do. I think it's genuine because sure. it's it's <laughs> been off and on. It's been that one was a roller coaster ride before it became. You know, I don't think off and on relationships are genuine necessarily. Well, well like they great. fought for it. Like it's, I think that William correctly identified yeah. how difficult it would be to get married to him. And I think he was like, yeah, it's like exciting and it's going to be very exciting and this and that. But like, let's hang out for a little while, watch all the speculation about you and the media and stuff like that. Whereas Harry and Meghan Markle, Meghan Markle's like, I'm in Princess Diaries 6, real life, bitch. <laughs> and they're just getting married, yeah. right? Well, Will, they met in school, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, so they met in school and after school, Will became a helicopter pilot. They lived together while they were in school. Oh, wow. They were roommates with a bunch of other people in a house in school. So, like, you got to let Will also have, like, the joys of being, you know, that are that are available to being a helicopter pilot. Go out and be wild. Rotor like, wash? Exactly. A helicopter yeah, pilot. Say, excellent selfie opportunity. Being a helicopter pi- pilot in Wales is like being the prince of England in England. And if you're the actual prince of England exactly. in a helicopter So in let Wales. him, you know, let him have his shore leave and then he wilds out and comes back and now we're in a stable, you know, three-kid relationship. Yeah, that's stable shit. That is awful. I watched a documentary about the Queen this weekend. Again, no playoffs, right? What are you going to do? And uh, they're talking about how, like back in the day, they would the, the royal family would just go to one of their country estates and stay there for two months, and there was nobody to bother you. There was no press. It's like Roosevelt when he was president would just go into the Adirondack Mountains, I think it was, and just chill for thirty days. And no one would bother you. Like the level of privacy those people have lost in the last hundred years is incredible. If Prince William went, didn't, wasn't in a photo for a week, there'd be internet conspiracy theories that he's an alien and he's gone back to his home planet. Or he's dead. Yeah. But anyways, Royal Baby, you got any name ideas, Bag Milk? I got a couple of theories. Well, myself. you're teaching me. Yeah. See, I didn't know things like the baby had to be named after a king. It doesn't have to be. It's like the, the kind of idea, I think, is that if you are a male royal baby, you are named after a king of England because there's a chance you could be a king of England. Oh, so but it has they, to be King of England. Oh, because I was yeah. going so to go go, LeBron. Yeah, I was going to throw out uh, Tutankhamen. I'd have named him Burger King, personally. That's one of my favorite kings. <laughs> Hungry Jacks, if you're in Australia. <laughs> What's up, Burger King? You need a new diaper? Yeah, oh. I got to work at the Amazon and pee in the warehouse. Or, that was or, jamming all the jokes together. You yeah. see how that went there? <laughs> or to shout out Halifax, King of Donaire. So Donaire would qualify as a first name. Oh, imagine you named your kid King of Diamonds. You know what that is? No. Oh, King of Diamonds is like the hottest strip club in the States, and all the rappers have songs called King of Diamonds and stuff like that. Mm. I'm sure there's a kid somewhere named King of Diamonds because he or she was procreated in King conceived of Diamonds. Conceived in the King of Diamonds, yes. King, conceived is the word I was looking for. Well, yeah, so it has to. it, it should, in theory, be a, a king's name, even though when you become the royal, mm. they you change your name usually, right? So when King George died, they went to, to Elizabeth and was like, what do you want your queen name to be? And she was like, I want to be Elizabeth. They were like, oh, really? You don't want to be... What, why do they Veronica? do that? Why are they changing their names? Why do they have two names? I'm confused now. I think that it's like you have your... It's almost like a stage name. It's for mm. continuity, right? Like Queen Elizabeth II followed Queen Elizabeth's mum. The Queen Elizabeth I was Queen Mum, right? So there's some continuity to it. But I don't know. So I think it's either going to be James or going to be Edward. Oh, so it is LeBron. It could be LeBron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Shout out to LeBron. Prince Shout LeBron. Shout out to LeBron. Oh, welcome to the world. Yeah. 
So I don't know. You got any ideas? Is it a boy? It's a boy, yeah. Okay. What? <laughs> the hell have you been paying attention to all day? Probably I haven't. real things. Well, I'm not big of a Royals guy, if I'm being honest. What? Yeah, like at my old job, the the elderly ladies, if you call them that, they would all take the day off. My spirit animals. Yeah, when this kind of stuff would happen, they would yes. take days off. Like when the royal wedding, yes. I remember it was it was a ghost town. There was nobody around. Everybody yes. was taking the day off to watch the royal wedding. I, I you know, I, that's I'm not there. Can I pick Ivan? I'm going to shout out King Ivan. Is there, there a King we go, Ivan? Yeah. That's, we're bringing the Russian monarchy into this. I like it. Yeah, global, global. Yeah. Any, any ideas, Jay? Going to throw a name in the hat? Oh, we could bet on Le- this if we really wanted to. Which outside of LeBron? Ivan out of the hat. Then oh, so it can't be LeBron. Can't be LeBron. I would name him King Connor, but that's just... Oh, or King Kong. Yes. Another oh. famous king. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Um, let's go British names. Uh, go with Henry while he's yeah, Henry's in the mix. Yeah. King Edward, King George, King Tito. Of yeah. course. Yeah, I'm gonna go with um, Steve. Oh, King Thank Steve. Thank you for giving that that amount of thought. Steven, ending, sorry, sorry, Steven, Steven sorry. Yes. Of pop was not available. P H <laughs> Steven. The, the... No, I'm gonna go Albert. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Yeah, that sounds like a very old. It's proper regal because yeah. When you're kicking it in a house with a little George and a little Albert, <laughs> chances are you're royalty. Oh, yeah. Because ain't nobody naming them. Or you're at a very... Yeah. I thought for sure you would throw out a little Tay. Oh, yeah. A little Tay. Our favorite musician of the mm. day. But, yeah. It's neither here nor there. Her bed, <laughs> her bed is worth more in my life, I've been told. Yes. Man, we are talking about this last week. We got society's decline is fa- getting faster and faster as uh, the girl Bad Barbie on Instagram and then her uh, enemy Woe Vicky have now got a triumvirate. With Lil Tay, the nine-year-old rapper who recently was saying, I mean, I ain't bitch. My car's worth more than your life. And I'm like, <laughs> listen here, you little nine-year-old whatever the hell you are. Like, I will knock you out. I know I'll go to jail. I don't give a shit. You don't tell me that your fake I ate. You don't even get to drive was worth more than my life. Whoa, Vicky made reference to being a billionaire. Oh. <laughs> like, this is just, Buh. they've got command of the unconscious right now. It is so, this is just. They're so going full Trump. What's that? We're going full Trump. Full Trump. Well, yeah. the thing is, though, it's not like Illuminati magic. Why no. little Tay all of a sudden no. is everywhere. It's because everyone's watching. And we do the same thing. We know that if we write an article about Connor McDavid being great or Dallas Aikens being a crumb, we know what's popular and what's not popular. And if you're a world star and you're always scanning for what's hot and what's not, Lil Tay is getting her 15 minutes right now with the money that she's making through advertising with her reach and whatnot. It's all very real money. I wonder when they have to start getting face tattoos. Like, when did, like, that's the new rap thing is that you have to have face tattoos. It's like super punk rock, but now it's rap thing. So, when does Little Tay get her own face tattoos? Well, surely Little Tay is a character. Like, surely this isn't actually how this kid gets down at nine years old, is it? (laughs) I hope not. Yeah. I I just think, like, trying to, like, (laughs) like, well, and I guess, like, she might be a product of her parents, but, like, if I was her dad and that's the way she acted. You have a conversation at the top of the stairs. Like, if you were the kid of the actor in Poltergeist, would you be like, I did not raise you to twiddle your head around 360 degrees and vomit in every direction? Or would you be like, my kid is playing a character here? Little Tay is playing a character. Yeah, if it's, yeah, if it's, it's, yeah, if it's, I'm just saying, if if I was coming from, like, if that was legit. Right. (laughs) But everything is wrestling. Everything is wrestling. There's right. also the exorcism, I believe, where the chick does the three eighty. Sorry for the fact you. check. Yep. Thank gotta, you. Hey, if there's one oh, thing we got that this show's about, it's about being accurate. <laughs> it's about audio visual problems and accuracy. Exactly. <laughs> and terrible audio. Yeah. Well, 
I would be very happy if I was little Tay's dad, provided when the camera went off, we went back to doing our algebra homework. Yeah, and like little Tay wants to watch Dora the Explorer. Like, yeah, I'd be like, okay, let's gather up all the money we just made rain on these hoes and go put it in the bank together. <laughs> <laughs> so how much would a bed, what kind of... Yeah, Are you going to try like, to do the math what, on my bed is worth more than your life? Yeah, I know, but just yeah. like it's those statements, like he goes through the closet like, look at this closet, it's all Gucci and blah, blah, blah. That makes sense. Then to walk by your bed, but look at my bed, and it looks like she's in like a hotel. My bed is worth more than your life. That's funny, because that's like a rap thing where it's like, so I can't remember who had a line, my chain is worth more than your life, and like that is a shout out to like, if you try and rob me, I'm going to blow your head off. But also, so, it could be worth more of your life because chains can be worth millions of dollars. How do you value a human life. Depends whose human life. Apparently, Depends if you're talking about. I just did. <laughs> would they say that like the value of like the the minerals in our bodies is like eight bucks or something like that? Like the mm-hmm. actual breakdown a human being body into its components and try and sell it. I got more empties than that in my house. Wow, my body's worth less than empties. Wow, nice. Well, there's no way little Tay's bed in a hotel is worth more than my life. Mm. I'll tell you what. So to bring it back, if we're worth eight bucks, yeah. now I can now believe what she's saying. Yeah. Oh, well, good on her. Okay. Yeah. She's just preaching the truth. She understands. That's all she's doing. Low bar, though. Oh, wow. I, that's a, I pulled a 180 on little Tam. all about her now. I want to start posting comment, or, or content about this circus of humanity on the Instagram account for the show. We should. Because I noticed that we haven't posted anything beyond our logo, but we've got the space reserved. <laughs> and I think showing hockey fans... On the other side of the wall of life, how everything's just turning into World War Z out there. While we're still here thinking, I wonder, if, I wonder, if, I wonder if Craig McTavish is coming back for a third stint as coach. Like you should see what the other kids in class are talking about if you're not paying attention to the players. I wish the Oilers would reveal information through Lil Tay. Yeah. Oh, I'd be good. See, new contract gets yeah. signed for what's his name? Our boy Miko Koskinen. Sure. And Lil Tay throws bricks at him. He's yeah. a Finnish goalie, bitch. His pads are worth more than your life. That's what I'm talking about. Kiss our ass, Pekarine. That's what I'm talking about. The Oilers have been bad for so long, they're missing a gap of young fans, and this is how they get them back in, oh. by Woe Vicky shadow boxing with Miko Koskinen. <laughs> I'd watch that show. Well, I'd watch that electric. right now. This makes perfect sense. That sounds amazing. They need, to, they need to figure out the logistics on making this happen. Well, let's cap it. Well, let's cap it at that. But Lil Tay is uh, definitely bringing about the decline of the American Empire. If you were Bro, drafting no. one of Lil Tay, Woe Vicky, or Bad Bobby, which are you taking? Do I get to pick first? Can I be the Oilers in this draft? You're going to pick Bad first. Bad Barbie sucker. She got nominated for a rap award. Yeah, well, she, just, She's got all the followers right now. Yeah. She's the original irate teenager. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. would have been great on Ricky Lake back in the 90s. Yeah. She wouldn't yeah. have got famous, but she would have been great. Oh, yeah. Ricky Lake. Shout out, out to Shout out to Ricky Lake. We'll leave Jay with the third one. He can have the last one. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go Woe Vicky. Mm. She's a billionaire, you know? Mm. She told me she was. <laughs> I believe her. Should they preach these kids? Well, I'll, I'll take little take because uh, she's learning from all of their mistakes. She's yep. the, the trail's been blazed, yep. and now she's going to carve it out and take a cast a wider net than these two. Can I call them bitches? Oh, yeah. Of course these you hater can. poor bitches. My billionaire <laughs> friend, little Tay, is going <laughs> to overshoot them. Early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese, if you catch my drift. Little Tay cheese. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'll take a break. That was all garbage. I apologize. <laughs> Back in a moment. Real Life Podcast. SumoJerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors, teriyaki, black pepper, 
maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at sumojerky.com, check them out online, enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted maw and paw jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high quality handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumojerky.com. It shows up once a month. Deliver it as a gift if you like. Have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day. Sumojerky.com. Follow them on Instagram at sumojerky for pictures of their meat. Or sign up for the service yourself, sumojerky.com. Once a month, meat delivered right to your door. It's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up. My favorite day of the month is Sumo Jerky Delivery Day. Sumojerky.com to get started. We're back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by sumojerky.com. Sumojerky.com, the number one customer-related beef jerky subscription on the internet. Bag milk, you know what that means? It means I'm looking forward to May when I get my jerky. Oh, man. It means you, you go to this website, you subscribe to this thing, you get like two bags of jerky, three bags of jerky, or five bags of jerky. And it sounds stupid, but now that I'm in the habit, I think I'm on like, I've been getting it for a while, but I, I've been getting it for multiple months. It's great, man. It's great. I wish we did a better job of rationing our jerky. Mm-hmm. Comes once a month. It's gone that gone. day. Growing boys upstairs. Who's got that kind of discipline? I don't. I don't. It would need you would need to have get like a thousand bags to be able to last the month. That's why I didn't live in a crack house. I don't mm. have the strength of character required to not, if I'm not around crack, I won't do crack. But if I'm in the crack house trapping, I might just be like, What's it? Oh my god. I think do you lick crack and put it in your mouth? I think so. Uh, oh, yeah, what you do a lot of things with crack. But the best thing about this crack that comes once a month, the yeah. office, is that it's actually good for you. It's yeah. good crack. It's not bad. And it's delicious. It's better for you than actual crack. Yeah. That's about as far as we would go. Yeah, I would endorse that. Yeah. Yeah. New slogan. Yeah. Better for you than actual crack. That's right. Sumo jerky. Swing Get you on over if you're interested. It's a good gift. Gift things, you know, hard to come by. Bullet of the Month Club, not a good idea. Mm-mm. Beef jerky of the Month Club. Hell yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Severed heads? No. Mm-mm. Jerky? Yes. You know, speaking of men doing dumb, dumb shit like buying beef jerky subscriptions... What is up with Philly whipping full beers at Crosby? Now, before you give me a reply, can I just say that it is a waste of beer? It's funny you should say that because Crosby's quote about the beer incident is, those things were full. What a waste. What a guy. That, or, or it's a sign of respect. Like, I actually, here's a cold so one. good, and you hurt me emotionally by beating my team so bad that you are worthy of me throwing this $15 beer at you. As opposed to an empty one, because Not me. you deserved it. There is no chance I'm throwing a beer anywhere. No, so no. walk me through it's this. Going, I'm throwing it in my mouth, oh, yeah. and then I might throw the empty at Sydney Crosby. I might throw the remains of the beer into the toilet via pee at the end, but that's the only that's way right. I'm throwing. So I didn't watch the playoffs because I don't want to eat no beets, so tell me what happened. I didn't watch either, but what I could tell from Reddit is that Phillies fans are aggro, and anything that is in their hand at the time is a projectable onto the ice. So they started throwing beers at the Penguins, and they were full beers. And to me, as a beer enthusiast and consumer, and fiscally <laughs> responsible person, mm-hmm. that's right. I was really offended by this. How dare you throw your fifteen dollar beer? This is a down economy, Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do we not? Philly. What are we talking about here? Shit eaters after the Super Bowl and beer chuckers in the playoffs. Shit eaters. I forgot about the shit eaters. Yeah. Oh. I had the horse poop. Right? Oh yeah. Didn't 
you say you would eat horse poop if the others won the cup? Yeah, I may have said that. Better times. Don't uh, listen to any previous episodes. Oh, no one's listening. 19 season. Oh, no, don't worry. No one's up. listening to this. This is just something Dan does once a week to humor us into thinking that we're doing something productive with our time. Now, you've had plenty of beers at hockey games. <laughs> Can yes. you ever see yourself chucking one of those delicious beers on of the course. ice? Of course. I haven't been to a game that meant a lick of anything in other than two playoff series. Well, and that's a good point. This game meant something, and they're still chucking beers. They used it, to throw batteries. They threw those like glowing uh, things last year. Was it last year? Two years ago, they were throwing those on the ice. Philly, Philly fans just like chucking shit on the yeah, ice. Yeah, they're they're just a, a, a city of chuckers. Yeah, city of chuckers. Yeah, yeah, you're that's right. their slogan. When you come in, city of chuckers. Well, it's it's right on the Liberty Bell. City of brother you love. It's throw shit at your brother and at your favorite sports team or opposing team. Throw what you got. Chuck would, it if you got it. I would love to go to a game in Philly. I think that that would be a really, really good experience. I don't think I'd necessarily want to watch them play the oil. But, like, Philly-Pittsburgh, that would be an event to see in terms of, like, the NHL landscape of good rivalries. Is that one of the best rivalries in the league? I would think so right now. It's always heated. How about that hit Drew had on Hagelin yesterday? Speaking about rivalries, God, that was based booming. on your tone. I'll assume it was good. Me oh too. yeah, I'm like that's I right. Bad Barbie is people. funny. <laughs> I forgot I'm talking to two people that aren't watching any hockey. But wow, you want to talk about a massive hit? That was awesome. Open ice, open ice. I like a good open ice hit. And yeah. I can tell you, as a bet update here, because we have a bet. If I watch playoffs, I have to eat a bag of beer or can of beets or whatever it is. And what do you have to do again? I have to eat heart of palm. Heart of palm. God, you're gonna hate that shit. I we, we made a caveat that if you're in a public place. You just can't watch, but it can be on. Yeah, like I'm going to be at the pint tomorrow shipping shirts. Right. They're going to have playoffs on. Right. Mm-hmm. As long as Game we're not fault. having extended... P- yes, I okay, good. So I, I can take a lie detector and tell you I have not watched any playoffs. I have not watched either, and I thought it was interesting, also as an update, that we were sending each other pictures of what we were doing the other yep. day. Wanya was at dinner. Yeah. I had my man Frank in the back seat. He was strapped in, new seatbelt, going for a ride. Yeah, that was nice. Right. And I sent that photo. I was eating dinner by myself in a restaurant, you know, because I'm a serial killer and don't care. And I was like, should I, should I show the empty seat to, to bag milk and let him know? <laughs> y- you know what? Yeah, four and a half years. I think he realizes my level of antisocialness. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, it's fine. Good times. Yeah. I was cruising with Frank by myself. That's cool. That's cool, man. You're never alone if you're with Frank. That's right. Yeah. Terrified, so, though, of car rides. He's not a big car Frank, ride not a big dog. Car, you know the car ride he's really not going to enjoy is the car to ride to the vet right away. We're yeah. about to make him into a eunuch. Tomorrow, they uh, his little his little biscuits are in their hands, so to speak. Deciding tomorrow morning if he will be neutered t- tomorrow or in another month. R.I.P. Those nuts. <laughs> Imagine we did this with kids. Imagine it was like, well, here we go. We're gonna, you're gonna be the castrato singer for the rest of your days. Well, like, you're eight months old. So long testicles. Yeah. So long beans. We don't need you knock anybody up when you're two. Makes <laughs> sense though. Frankie's trying to fuck things all the time, and it's like, it's, well, we all have our moments. Yeah, it's it's jarring though. Oh yeah. He'll get you from a dead sleep if it, the mood strikes him. What do you mean? Like he'll wake you up banging you? Not me personally, but the missus. She's at risk all the time. Really? Oh yeah. He respects. You, I'll smack him. Right. I won't really. No. If, if you listen to this, I don't smack Frank. Frank, if you're listening, your dad won't hit you. <laughs> Remember that rabbit we had in the house? Oh, geez. We, we had the rabbit uh, when Noopsy was here. and uh, <laughs> Mrs. Noopsy. Mrs. Noopsy got the rabbit because rabbits are illegal in uh, Queensland, Australia. So she was on a mission to have a rabbit. We said, well, these are low maintenance. Let's have a rabbit. So they got a rescue rabbit, which you can rescue a rabbit, everyone, hmm. uh, and still had his nuts. Um, she named the rabbit Kokomo. We named it Rex. Give it more, some more manly name. And, uh, oh my God. Anytime there, like 
Earth had like an angle that the rabbit could jump on and go to town on, the rabbit would take, and it was just like hundreds of times a day. Oh yeah, that's like Frank. He's got this stuffed octopus, and that thing is covered in dog jizz for sure. Oh, dog jizz! <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get a half breed dog stuffed octopus. That's right. A stuffed dog. His appetite is insatiable. Good for you, Frank. Good for you, Frank. Inspiring. Good for you. Get out in the clubs. Meet some people. Exactly. Get on Bumble. <laughs> Shout out to Bumble for dogs. That's right. I miss that whole period. I kind of wish I got to do Bumble and Twitter and all, or uh, Twitter. Tinder and all you that couldn't, stuff. You want to know why you can't? Why? You're a Z-grade Z celebrity in town, man. Yeah, that's true. You put yourself out there on those dating apps, you're going to be <laughs> screenshots. You're that blogger that annoys my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. You can't go on there. You're handicapped. You're, you're like William Light. You got to stay inside mm. and go live in the country. I haven't even been in a helicopter, but I'll take it. Nice, helicopter pilot. No, you just—that was your thing. You're just gonna just helicopter. He's a helicopter <laughs> just, pilot. Well, just like well, you I was, know, three people I was are listening gonna, to this right now. I was gonna just, say something kind of sexual, so I stopped. <laughs> helicopter pilot. Helicopter pilot. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. What else we got on the list, boys? Oh shit! The wild. Apparently. You make moves with your general manager if you don't meet expectations this year. This is a foreign concept. What a concept. Yes, so the Wild, they got bumped in five games. Dan, is that right? Five games? Five games, and they just got rid of their GM today. I don't agree with it. I think um, they should have got rid of Boudreaux because that guy is just... Boobdreaux. Boobdreaux. <laughs> Zing. He, helicopter uh, pilot. He is so <laughs> unsuccessful in the playoffs. It's insane. He wishes he was a helicopter pilot. Remember that 24-7 series or whatever it was? Oh, was yeah. Showing? Fucking, we're going to go out there. We're going to fucking give it to him. And fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. That's Bruce Boudreaux for, Boudreaux. for all of you. So that's how, we, that's how he amps up his guys in the playoffs. You know you're going to get zero out of that. But the GM's been axed. He's gassed. He's gonzo. Yeah, yeah you'd think so. What was like? I'm trying to think of even any deals that guy did. Cliff Fletcher or Chuck, Chuck. Fletcher? Cliff's son. Yeah. He's from a pedigree. Congratulations. Yes. Is Cliff Fletcher still among us? Ah. <sighs> is he? I'm going to go ahead Dan's and say. Dan's nodding. Yeah. All right. Dan says he is. Yeah. Shout out to you, Chuck. That's right. Or Cliff. 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 <laughs> Cliff yeah. Shout out to you. And Chuck. I'm sure he'll land on his feet. The... Shout out to all the Fletchers. Cliff, if you're listening, Prince William was a helicopter pilot. A helicopter pilot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he's gassed. He's gone. And then, uh, meanwhile, Mr. Chirelli is sitting there looking at his email from the Harvard Crimson Review reminding him that their 20-year anniversary is coming up. Job secure. Greg, uh, Greg, Gregor poked the bear last week on The Nation where he talked about Chirelli not just overseeing the Oilers, but also the Condors and the Oil Kings at the oh. same time. Mm-hmm. I know. The nation was rattled by this. Yeah. Shirelli's more stressed out about the upcoming WHL Bantam draft than he is about the NHL Edmonton Oilers. Why would the Oilers think that in any way, shape, or form, having their GM running a WHL team is a good use of his time? Because the Oilers' reach has exceeded their grasp now for 12 or 15 years. What they think they're capable of doing and what they're actually capable of doing, the divide is getting so big. Of course, I'm going to run the WHL team. I either delegate everything off so much that it doesn't matter anyways, or I can do anything. I'm Peter Chiarelli, and I went to Harvard and fear the crimson gibberish. Gregor's so mad about it for for right reasons, right? That's the only team in the league that does that. And the funny thing is the Oil Kings suck and the Oilers suck. Yeah. So it's not like you're drawing any, like, if we were like, oh, we just made the playoffs 32 years in a row, and we have so much stuff to impart to the kids. Yeah, actually, all three of those organizations missed the playoffs. 
Yeah. Whether there's condors and... Whatever. And wasn't the... Was it the coach or who was it Gregor had said in the article was like supremely rattled because he couldn't get his end of season review because he was waiting on Chirelli. <laughs> right? And that's what brought it up. Like, How's your end of season review? I haven't had it yet, but it was two weeks ago the season ended. I know I'm waiting on Chirelli. He's doing all the assessments. Weird. Like there's nothing wrong with it in theory. Right? Did you hear about the new owner in Carolina? You hear about this dude? Go ahead. So there's a new order in Carolina. He bought it off of Peter Caramanos or whatever. I don't remember what his name is. Yeah. Let's like call Dundin him dinner or something. Yeah. Yeah. Let's call him Little Tay. <laughs> little Tay bought uh, so the Carolina little, yeah. little, Carolina wishes Little Tay owned them. Yeah. So this guy goes in and buys the, the, the Carolina squad for heavens knows how much. They won one cup. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, he sat in on the end of season player reviews and didn't let the GM go in. Oh, he's like. This guy, I think he's going to be the end of the Carolina franchise in the sense of like he's trying to cut out like cell phone bills from like scouts that make making them pay for their own cell phone bills. This whole Peter is it Bill Peter Billy Peters? Yeah, Bill Peters. Yeah. Bill Peters, who just signed, who just became the head coach Calgary. in Calgary. He opted out of his contract because uh, because of money, right? Because he was the 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 GM was trying to either renegotiate a salary or not trying to reduce what he was getting paid so this guy's like making like he's, he's like running it like a as like a fiscal responsible uh business see my boy jg yesterday when we were writing burn jokes he was telling me about it and he was he was very positive about it oh really yeah he came in and was like apparently everything we're doing isn't working that's true we haven't made the playoffs in eight years all roads run through me until further notice and i'm going to the player exit interviews because i want to hear from them what's mm. wrong I guess, yeah, and 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 uh, I I'm just going off what media is saying, and media is kind of like harping on this guy, like mm. the, the the talking heads of hockey. Uh, so that's all I've got. So yeah, that could be legitimate in that case. Well, then great. Yeah. So I'm coming out with no resources here. Would it be better for the Oilers if Daryl Cates sat in on those exit interviews? No, because like if you watch Cates' business bio, I mean, there's a million different ways to get to Billionaire Island. Right, you can fly in, you can swim in, you can come up through the ocean's depths. You can a million different ways to get there. Cates is like ultimate strength. It's like more like an Andrew Carnegie guy, where they get really, really smart managers to run their businesses. So, like, if you look at the Ice District and you look at all the people in the upper echelons of that group of people, it's like a VP from Stantec and another guy. Nah, 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 nah. Cates isn't like the hands-on in guys face type oh. guy. What he is is like build a crew of senior executives and make sure they're doing a good job. And so I don't think a guy like Cates in player interviews would necessarily have any impact whatsoever. It sounds like Mr. Carolina Hurricanes. What's his name? Oh, I'll try and go. It's like, whatever. We'll figure it out. Lil Tay. Yeah. Lil Tay for the time being until I can come back with something Yeah, real. exactly. If he wants to, like, try and rewrite the playbook in Carolina to get people interested, it's your good on you, I think. Well, he's entitled to do this because he bought the team. Hopefully it's for the right reasons in terms of all the stuff he's doing. Well, I mean, I can't imagine that you're going to shell out north of 400 million u.s to be like the way i'm gonna make money off this apparently gregor about the team is to uh cut out <laughs> all the cell phone bills from the scouts see like those are you could just be looking at a, a a company that's full of bloated expenses and shit and starting asking questions yeah and all that stuff comes public but i just seem like that's petty and might that just might be just the 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 smaller thing of like the actual big moves he's made his name is thomas dundon so Dundin. i was close yeah yeah. Well, that's like I think we all we'd all be surprised to uh, find out the level of pettiness billionaires have, right? Like Carlson and Melnick. Yeah, he's got still got to play that Uber bill, right? So this guy being pissed about scouting phone bills, like, I think it's it's the yeah it's the principle of the matter because there was priority kind of like a 
butting of heads. So that's if you've got the, the worst scouting department in the world, you don't deserve your phones. Yeah, <laughs> fax each other your bullshit thoughts on the draft. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what those. Uh, how big is the cell phone bill where he's cutting it off? That's what I want to know. I like to know that kind of stuff. Man, American phone bills, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire living existence. Remember that year I had the New York phone number? Yes. It was really annoying if you wanted to text me because it cost you money, but it cost me nothing. I can't remember how much it cost, but it was I went to T Mobile in New York and I was like, I'm I'm living in Mexico sometimes, I'm living in Canada sometimes, I'm phoning <laughs> American sometimes, Canadian um like uh, telecommunications plans are the worst in the world. They're so expensive. So I go to the T Mobile store and I'm like can I get like a bill thing where it's like all you can call in North America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unlimited. Like unlimited. Yeah, and it's unlimited data. Unlimited data, unlimited talk time, unlimited texting anywhere in North America to anywhere in North America. It was like, I think it was like 30 bucks a month. Ugh. So if he's cutting off scout bills, it can't be more than 80 yeah, or 90 exactly, bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at right. framed like that, and he's actually, that's like the yeah. cheapest thing they've got. But if you're paying your scouts, who knows, you're paying them 200 And they're just invoicing you for all their ancillary expenses and doing a terrible job. I can understand. And fire scouts if they're abusing the system. Well, that could like be that. next, right? But you can't, you got to try and get them on the new program first. It could try be more. Box like, them out by taking away their phones. Well, it might be more just about sending a message that you're going to hold them accountable. I don't know how good Carolina's scouting department is, nor do I give a flying shit, but I imagine it probably sucks. And now they're all running on StarTac flip phones until further notice. Unbelievable. Oh, I'd love to go back to that. Oh, I'll tell you after we come back after the break, maybe we can tack this on. I went to that uh, Popology at the Space and Science Center this week, or the Telus World of Science. They had this huge display on the history of cell phones. Oh. I'd had all of them but two. Wow. Yeah. After the break, we'll come back. Real life podcast. Ooh, segues. Alberta is where you find hard-working hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Righan Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Righan is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta. Ask for award-winning Righan in your liquor store and visit RighanDistillery.com. We're back, real life podcast. We just started talking about some interesting shit uh, at the break, and then we're like, "Wait, don't say, don't waste it. Save it for the save it for the podcast." Brought to you by Righand Distilleries, and yeah, we talk like that. We actually shout out brands to one another and whatnot. So we're back, and I'll tell you, the Nuge. Do you want to talk about cell phones? Or do you want to talk about the Nuge? Because breaking information. Well, you've got Nuge. everyone sitting on the edge of their it's seats true. here about cell phones right now. So yeah. all, right, everybody. Hit with the all right, heat, all right, all right, all right. The heat. So you said there was a history of the cell phone kind of display. Yes. How, ma- how, how many were on there? Because you said you're only missing two. I think, yeah, like the modern era cell phone. So it starts out, right? It's like in the war, they had these big ass purses and you could put a cable in the air and talk to people, right? And then it showed the first commercially available cell phone. I can't remember what it was called, but it's the one like Douglas talks on in Wall Street. Yeah, those right? big brick phones. The, the Zach Morris phone, if That's you will. Right. So the charge time was 10 hours <laughs> and the talk <laughs> time was 30 minutes. Wow. And the cost was like two grand, right? And that was what cell phones did. But then it morphed into um, the StarTac. Uh, and yeah. I think that they, the flip phone, right? It's yep. the Motorola flip yep. phone. Yeah. They had that. I think like 100 million units got sold. And then the Motorola Razor came out and like yeah. 140 million units were sold. But Motorola was trying to do like deep discounts to get um, people to sign on to their mobile carrier. Yeah. So they actually lost money on the StarTac and the Razor. Quarter billion units sold between the two of them. 
And then the Nokia phone came out oh. that we used to have that you played Snake on. Oh, Snake. Still one of the best games of all time. You can keep your Fortnite. Give me Snake and an old Nokia phone that had a ringtone called Salsa, and I am entertained. Oh, love Salsa. I also like Flappy Bird, which is more recent than uh, the Nokia Snake game. But uh... When I lived in Asia, it was kind of like a trip back in time because when I left, I had a BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. But when I was in Asia, I had the old Nokia phone, so I was playing Snake every day on the beach, and it was the best. Oh, best. 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 Great reception on that thing, too. Shout out to Nokia. For real? Great reception? Oh, fantastic. Look at you making phone calls from a Thai island like you're on the show Lost. Well, you talked about cell phone plans. Their pay-as-you-go in Asia, incredible. You can spend like 20 bucks. And if your incoming calls keep coming, you, that twenty dollars will last you until the end of time. It's the best. What he, do you mean? It's just like your oh, you balance don't pay doesn't for incoming? go. Yeah, you don't pay for anything incoming, whether and texts were free as well. So the only thing you paid were outbound calls. Magic. Here, my cell phone bill is like two hundred and some dollars a month, and I barely make five phone calls. Oh. Yeah, my my cell phone bill is worth more than everyone's life. It's, it, <laughs> it is insane what cell phone bills can be here in Canada. Yeah, no, get yourself one of those plans. Although you know the the New York thing ended when uh, T Mobile sent me a text one day. It's like you can't have this phone. You're not an American, and it deleted basically. Like, uh. they, they figured it out. But yeah, so these cell phones, getting back to it. So then it's like they show like the phones that were going nowhere, like the Palm Trio. Remember that thing? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. It was really weird. Like. Technology was headed down a weird path with like a stylus. Yeah. Maybe stylus. I had a phone with a stylus. It was like this AudioVox one. I the only thing I used the stylus for was to play uh, Bubble Puppet. Interesting. Yeah, you have to think that like if we were in the world of styluses and stuff like T9 Word and styluses, like I don't know that it would necessarily be the same thing. Like the glass on an iPhone with like the the non glass typing that was such a leap forward. I remember thinking my buddy Rob, he was the first guy I knew. Shout out to Rob. I know he listens to this, actually. For really, he does? Yeah, he does. He was the first person I knew that got an iPhone, and I hated it. I thought it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That Star Trek-looking fucking thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give me my buttons, man. I held on, right? I was like, first of all, I was still buying CDs because I held on. CDs are the shit. I still go into my... I have a car, like a Sunday car, and I'll go in there, and I've still got my big book of CDs, and that thing's got a pound and sound system. That is living. You own your music. My little Tay anthems could be gone tomorrow if I got rid of my cell phone. That's it's ridiculous. True. But, uh, yeah, so we're, I just lost my train of thought. I was, now I'm thinking about old jams. Uh, cell phones. Cell phones, of course. Yes, no. Uh, if we still had styluses and that kind of stuff, it would go weird. And then, yeah, this, oh, yeah, the iPhone. The iPhone comes out, and then all of a sudden, my BlackBerry, which I held on to, like Canada over everything, listen to Drake, listen to Bieber, listen to, you know what I mean? I remember we were starting to do iOS apps. And I needed to have a phone to test it on. And I was like, well, okay, I'll get an iPhone, but only for testing apps. It was like being 10 years in the future from the BlackBerry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. And I thought the BlackBerry Pearl, like, this is the height of technology. It's never going to get better than this. Uh What do we need? The Pearl is so good. So small. Well, at least we thought it was small. I'd like to see what it looks like right now. But probably, oh, yeah. That's the other funny thing about self. Remember when smaller was better? Smaller was better. And then like, like, Zoolander had the little tiny phone. Hello, yeah. hello. And then all of a sudden, it's not. It's, it's bigger is better. Bigger is better. Yeah. Bigger screen. Because gaming, it's, it's, it's about what you do on your phone now, not actually using it as a phone. And it's funny how, like, these are, the, the iPhone I got in my hands right here, it's basically a supercomputer. Right, if you look at the computing power available in your in your smartphone, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And they fit in your pocket, 
and they're affordable at a consumer level. This wasn't $400 trillion. Yeah. And I'm still like, what a piece of shit. My battery only lasted <laughs> two hours, right? <laughs> like, what have you done, Wanya, to deserve any sort of groundbreaking technologies? I don't know. Went to the T-Mobile store, tried to fuck over the cell phone companies. <laughs> what will we become entitled to? Because now it becomes part of, like, our lives, our culture, or everything. It's like, even, like, airlines. Like, when you're flying... You shouldn't be mad if your fl- flight's delayed 30 minutes or whatever. Like You're in a tube flying 35,000 feet off the ground at 900 kilometers an hour, and you're getting to Paris, yeah. which would normally take people months in hours. I'll never forget flying to Houston, and it was on a, I think it was a Delta United flight. So, I mean, how long is that? Four or five hours. I was going down to Mexico, and I get on it. It was the first time I'd seen Wi-Fi on the plane. And I sat down next to some rando, and I'm like, cool, hey, Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, yeah, Wi-Fi. It's amazing. Blah, 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 Wi-Fi. We pull out our laptops. He's like, stupid Wi-Fi so slow. Like, do you understand what just happened, man? <laughs> like, we're in a flying death cylinder going thousands of miles a minute, and we're getting our bloody Wi-Fi. I wanted to stream The Office season, season six. I feel like kids now should have to sit in a single place on a computer just to know what it's like. You can't bring your laptop to the couch is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I remember being dialed in mm-hmm. at the phone desk, not being able to see shit except a mirror in my own reflection. And if somebody was calling, oh boy, did the parents get mad. And I think all kids need a little taste of that. Don't take your cell phone for granted as we were just talking about. Oh, yeah. Special computer oh, in your for head. Sure. And so this, this popology thing, just to end it off, it starts, it, it's a futurism exhibit. So it's talking about the future of stuff, right? And they had like cool stuff like the 3D printed car and different things like that. And they're talking about the future of phones, right? Where do you think phones are going to be? Like if we're laughing at the pearl and that was six short years ago and now we're rocking iPhones, which really haven't changed all that much. Let's be honest. An iPhone 6 doesn't look really that different from an iPhone 10. Where are phones going to be in 10 years? Did what you see gonna... the thing on 60 Minutes just this weekend? Of course not. I don't watch the playoffs. The dude with the Googling things in his head? Say what? Yeah, so they were. It was on sixty. I think it was on sixty. It was definitely on CNN. They were asking this guy questions, this MIT student, and he rigged up this device where he could Google things with his brain, and it would show up on a little TV. Oh shit! I don't and even know how you can connect that neural it's nets, so man. Crazy. Once you can get the neural net to work, and you can integrate technology with like biomatter of your brain and pull and oh. restore data, it'll be like the Matrix. And the way, he, like, teach me Portuguese, blink, and then they have it. Yeah, and then the way the computer would speak back to him is through vibrations in his skull that ended up in his ear somehow and then he would hear the computer talking to him and so the reporter asked him a bunch of questions and he just knocked him out it took a couple of minutes because technology still new but there's this guy with this thing attached to his brain and he's googling with his with his mind once you can do this and this is the way it's all gonna head right that medical technology mesh that needs to occur for all of a sudden us to be like augmented humans right it's going to change everything. It's like, what the hell is the point of giving kids history exams when everyone has access to all of the history that you could possibly want? Learning just to like re- store data in your brain, like how we all had to learn about memorization of n- tables and whatnot, it's no longer relevant. Yeah. And it's more like, what can you do with that data? Yeah. Because even right? now, it's not really relevant to memorize shit anymore. You just Google it. Oh, yeah. I wonder how the hell they teach little kids now anymore. Like, you remember when you, back in the day, like, the big breakthrough was the rulers that had the multiplication t- symbols? Oh, like the slide ruler tables. or whatever no, it was? No, just like, like, remember, like, the yellow rulers you'd get? Yeah. And then it would have, like, one times one is one. Oh, yeah. Two is two. And then, like, you'd pull it out of your desk and be like, what is eight times six? 48. Like, that was the extent of what you could really do with cheating. Yeah. I remember a kid in my high school programmed a scientific calculator to store data. 
I did that as well. That was why you're much younger than I am, mm. and that's probably not. I didn't program shit, by the oh. way. Just somebody taught me how to well, do it. Well, this motherfucker could like show you scientific equations and shit that he had in there, and it was like mind-blowing how smart he was, but he couldn't bring his calculator in everywhere. Why have a calculator in an English test, right? How the hell do you tell kids not to cheat when they've hardwired a Google search engine into their brain pan? Yeah, the thing was, I mean, it looks hilarious at this point because it's still brand new technology, but it was cool. Like, you could see him communicating with the computer on, like, an external screen, and he was answering questions, like, just random. That is so remarkably good for people who have handicaps, right? Sure. Or or disabilities, I suppose you're supposed to say, not handicaps. Um, If all of a sudden you have the ability to communicate, like Stephen Hawking, Mm -hmm. talking through the voice simulator or whatever, like, that was such a laborious process for that poor bastard who only had, like, two fingers still working for him, right? If he could have had that, Mm -hmm. imagine what's in his head that he can't get out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? I always think about that for, for people who are like, you know, they have physical challenges or something like that. Like Twitter and Instagram and social media has got to be such a liberating experience. Because like I can be Wanye online and nobody knows, right? I could be like Professor Xavier for all you know and I've never left my house, right? And like online, no one knows who you are. And your physical challenges that you have in like the physical world, they all kind of disappear. Mm-hmm. This is probably why we all voluntarily join the Matrix down the road. But, you know, for the sake of argument, technologies like that are so cool, though, that you can do that. Yeah, I thought it was really neat. It was a little bit freaky, to be honest. Because now I'm thinking of, uh, remember when Pokemon Go was the thing? Mm -hmm. For a hot minute there, and everybody was walking around downtown on Jasper Ave looking like zombies chasing Pokemon. I'm just, just imagine having people dialed in the old Netflix right into the brain bank. Yeah. Fuck, that was fun to watch as an observer, the Pokemon Go thing. Yeah, me and Chris were in on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. About two weeks, I was in on it. I bet you if you looked at a graph of like human activity... You can still see the Pokemon Go spike two years later, right? Yeah. Probably, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, super interesting. I've never seen so many. There's a park near my house, so I would take the dog and I would go catch Pokemon in the park, and at least I have my dog there, so I don't look like. Remember how people weirdo. were adopting dogs, and the 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 humane societies of whatever states had to be like, if you're only going to adopt a dog to play Pokemon Go, like what the fuck are we even talking uh, about? Yeah, it is the only time I've ever seen that park filled with people. Ever. It's yeah. weird how that shit dies just as fast as it rises, though. Yeah. Yeah. But it fucked it at rise. Like, that, that, that game brought, like, couples together because, like, another girl, let's go for a walk. And you're like, no, I'm going to sit and watch TV. And now it's like, yeah, when are we going to go for a walk, honey? Like, let's go. We got to go fucking kill some Pikachus or whatever. And now all those people are just like, fuck you. I'm playing Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't played Fortnite, by the way. No uh, idea what it is. Yeah. I it could know. be right in front of me. I it's a war game, it. isn't it? Is it? I don't I know. Think so. Kinda, Do you yeah. build stuff? I'm just scared because I, I think it's like Minecraft meets like. See, I don't know anything about Minecraft either. I know it exists. Yeah, me I was too. so into Clash of Clans that it was like, it was an impediment to like my life in terms of. Yeah, like, I was sitting right beside you on the couch. I remember it was a very good era of our collective lives. Glued to it, so yeah. like it's I, I, so I'm scared of Fortnite and what it could do to me. Sometimes, like recently, you no know, Clans has a new level, and I at first you were still clanning on your tablet, and you're still in the game. Shut I got up. an iPad just because of four clanning, so it would be on a bigger screen. Yes, and what happened? Why, why don't you clan anymore? What happened? I think it just kind of timed out for me. I think it's just like, wow, I've been doing this for so long. I'm like, I'm no longer like, I'm just like doing it out of like muscle memory. I'm getting no joy out of it. Like I was kind of like bored of it because it was just the same shit. They create a new world, but it was the same thing. But it was good because what, what I got pissed at clans was that you couldn't get anywhere. I'd be playing people who had like somehow got twelve trillion gems. Well, they spent money, yeah, and they beat the shit out of me every, and I didn't win a war for like ages, yeah. And then that 
Battle Royale garbage came out and I threw that out as quickly as it came in. But I still had like, pro- I still like the idea of managing resources, upgrading things. I think that's like a very fun thing. I played SimCity on my phone, very similar. Uh, I still or- have SimCity now. That, like, that's my jam. You still play it? Every now and then I'll get in these modes where like, let's say once every three, four months, I'll, I'll game for two weeks and sure. then I'm out. Like I'm a fix and I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Scratch the itch. Back in the game. All right, I can still do this. Yeah, I have the games on my phone because I spend a lot of time like waiting in airports and shit. Right? Yeah. And that's where clanning is the shit. Especially games you can play offline. Those are my faves. SimCity can play offline. Yep. But clanning, it was like, because it got to a point too. The one thing I liked about clans at the beginning was like, you'd build something and it would be built in an hour or two hours or a day. Yeah. But now like you're in 14 day builds and your wall costs like $10 billion a piece to upgrade. And you're like, What's the point, man? <laughs> but that's when they started that new level, right? That's what was so awesome about it. It was back to what you love. Ugh, I and you could love take gems plans. to the new world, man. You could take gems to the new world. So you got a jillion old gems <laughs> kicking it with a bunch of stumps in the old village. It's got 10 trillion dragons waiting in the queue you can't use because you lose every fight. You bring those to the new world. Yeah, and, well, and you can collect gems in the new world and bring them back to the old world, too. Yeah. It, it did. That second world did bring me back for a bit while I was playing both worlds. Yeah. I can't believe we're talking so extensively about clans. Why? Wow, you love clans. You brought it up. What was your... Um, did Helicopter you pilot. No. no? Okay. Well, whatever. We won't get too deep I was no clans it. guy. Well, whatever. Like, if you look at the games on my phone right now, they're really nerdy yeah. and really old. Like, I've got backgammon on my phone. If you love have backgammon. a game, people listening to this, our dear, dear friends, listeners of the show, please hit us up on Twitter and tell us what games you yeah. have on your phone that you're embarrassed about. I play a game. My friend and I play a game called Toy Blast. And Toy Blast is like making little colors in groups and then things explode. But it's, I think it's like a never-ending world of levels. I think I'm on like level 1400 or some crazy thing. I love Toy Blast. I love games like that. They're just mindless shit you can knock out for 20 minutes. I'm looking at I got a lot of sports games. Have you, have you ever played Plague? Nope. Plague's hilarious. Your entire mission is you're either a virus or a bacteria or a fungus or whatever is to infect the entire world and murder them all. It's always on the top download. Shout out to Plague. That's a good one. But I've got, Mm -hmm. yeah, I got a lot of sports. I've got backgammon. I'm playing crib. Nice. Big crib. Crib's a great game. I was big into Words with Friends for a while. Yeah, that was fun. That was good fun. Yeah, good game. Crib's a good game. Uh, That was one of the things of Popology that was interesting was they had this display of all the stuff. So it was like, guess what this is? And there's like a thing you pull up and it tells you. And it's like, here's a TV. Okay, here's a whole bunch of VHSs. Okay, there's a bunch of board games underneath the TV, a Pictionary, da-da-da. Okay, there's all these photo albums there. All right, there's a pile of records. Okay, you're like, what the fuck is all this? It's all on your phone now. Yeah. So this whole room of shit that you would have had to buy back in the day to have the ability to play Pictionary and listen to the moody blues is all on your phone now. And just to see, like, a mo, because I think with technology, it like creeps up on you. You don't quite realize yeah. that you've got a fucking cyber implant and you're Googling shit. It was just interesting to go back and take a look at it. And games on your phone, you never would have seen that coming back in the day. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because we went to the Telus World of Science probably second, third grade kind of thing. And <laughs> I'm I remember, still going by myself at the age of four. I would totally go. I went to the human body, like the anatomy thing a couple years ago. Yeah. It was fucking you awesome. Perv. Gross. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I remember back then the big thing was they had a display showing the future is video calling. Yeah. And that's just another thing on your phone. Like my dad FaceTimed me this weekend. I love that shit. 
what are you looking at? He's in Penticton. He's at some like condo or whatever. He's like, hey, I'm eating dinner. You know, I want you to see my dinner. I'm like, oh, all right. I got to see your dinner. <laughs> Dad, Why you not? hipster. Yeah. What is this, a booty call? What's <laughs> going on here? All right, boys, before we wrap up, we got to do the best and the worst of the week. Yukon Jack's going to come in here one of these weeks, and the question he's going to ask us is, have you been putting more structure into yes. the show, and what's up with your audio video? <laughs> best and worst is the gravity of the show that pulls it all together week mm-hmm. by week. So, best of the week for the oil, new Finn goalie bag milk. What are we talking about here? No, I'm shouting out Nuge for the King Clancy nomination. Ah, Shout yeah, out to Nuge and to your engagement. Our little Come, man is growing up. He is, isn't he? He's Good just a gentleman. And the gal looks like an angel. Yeah, she looks like a beautiful She's girl. She's the one from Red Deer, right? Uh, I think so. It's the one they've been together a I long time. Day, of course the Nuge is with his high school sweetheart. Yeah, she's from Red Deer. By all accounts, she's just a lovely, lovely gal. My so, cousin went to school with the Nuge in Red Deer. What? Yeah, I was very jealous when I heard that. Wow. Yeah. What did she, she say it was like? She calls him Ryan. I'm like, Mm-mm. how do you call Mm-mm. him Ryan? He Hopper. is the Nuge. Was That's the nice? thing. They called him Hopper. I know, I know. His, 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 his uh, junior nickname was Hopper. Like, Until what? you rolled out the Nuge drunk as a skunk of the pint one night, and it took off like a bad Bobby album. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Ted Nuge out there, you NRA-supporting MFer. But uh, <laughs> Nuge, I love you. King Clancy, I hope you win. It's going to be tough to take down the Sedins for one last time. Yeah, shout out to Nuge. You're doing great things, my friend. They're probably going to do something stupid, like award it to both of them jointly. Yeah, yeah it's one award. They split in two, like one of those friendship keychains. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they get, yeah, they get two. I, assuming there's an actual award. Credit to the Oilers at the Sedins game when they gave the two Sedins shared second star and then still gave Connor first star. Hell yeah. No, I, re- uh, I actually respect he, that. Yeah, he won the scoring title. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Plus, fuck the Sedins. And he's Connor. Exactly. We're Edmonton fans. These two fucking Swedish asshats have been driving us crazy yeah. two for decades. 16 years. Yeah. They're ridiculous. Agreed. God. Enjoy the wine. Yeah, enjoy, fucks. Yeah, enjoy retirement. <laughs> enjoy the wine. Yeah, the others gave him the uh, uh, engraved bottles of wine. Oh, crap. Oh, jeez. Go I back to Sweden delicious. and play some bandy. This wasn't about the best of the week at all. We were talking about the worst of the worst, which is the Sedines. Best of the week, Nuge is nominated for the King Clancy. Worst of the week is Pecorinen bouncing shout out to pecorine and going back to the khl and we got 40 games in the show this year 40 games two goals one apple that's a three-point season i can see why he's going back make they, a little bit of extra cake in the khl if, oh, if, sure. if, oh, if the checks yeah. cash well it's just like if what the anton, bags of cash get <laughs> delivered and you don't get mugged yeah just what anton lander just did yeah, who just won the, won the gregorian or gregarian cup along with cup? yes uh, Rob Klinkhammer scored the championship goal. Mm. Now, is that the KHL team that Putin wanted to win? No, no. it's the other one. It was the, the other one. Yeah, the favored yeah. team did not win. Yeah, the Edmonton Oilers are the feeder system to what's called the AK Bars, which is the KHL champions. Yeah. Wow. CKSA, I believe, uh, was the team that was favored to win. They had eight yeah. Olympians. They were just... essentially the Russian Olympic team. Yeah. And they didn't win. Did not win. I wonder if someone's going to be found floating in the Volga over this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in, in the KHL, you you fire your GM by firing a gun at him. Yeah. KHL GM disappeared. No question yeah. asked. No investigation. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, R.I.P. That guy. Yeah. And by Pecorino. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and uh, by He was a good oiler. I mean, I know you like him because he had a little funny nickname for him. Yeah, a little butt all, cheeks. That's all yeah, you really cared so about. so cute. I'm sad that I can't use that meme anymore. I didn't like. So the thing they kept telling you about Pecorino was that uh, Pecorino uh, is he had a good shot. 
he can really shoot. He can really shoot. And then he scores one goal where he shoots from kind of a distance. And then they just blow him for this shot. But then he can only score two goals in 40 games. Mm. Enjoy the blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> Little buck cheeks. Bye, buddy. Thanks for your time at Edmonton. Once an oiler, always an oiler. See you when we shut down <laughs> Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, there you are. That's the week. Playoff free real life podcast brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. We'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.